all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. We're back to normal with our um, last week's episode. You were the uh, the researcher. I was the uh, the main anchor, so to say. Yes, you were. You or did, so to speak, so, so to say. S- well, either way. <laughs> speak or say. Yes. Say or speak. You did a great job. Well, thank you. You got a lot of compliments. I did listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to all of ours. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> there were several times where I was just like... Well, this happened, and then this happened again, and remember when I told you when this happened? <laughs> there was a couple repetitions, I yeah. do recall that. Yeah, because yeah. it was just, it was, I tried to paragraph it down to how I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about it, and some stuff I meant to take out, mm-hmm. I, I wound up leaving in. Mm-hmm. So that's what made me fumble a few times. It can be tough to write, can it? I mean, I think it is sometimes, like, because you, you do have to, like keep it all very straight and, and have a narrative and not repeat yourself. That's the and, main thing is, mm-hmm. is the narrative part mm-hmm. and how you're going to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Because there are 50 different ways to, yeah. to take it on. It has so. a point of view, even mm-hmm. though it's like a specific tragedy, you know. And somebody else could do the exact same tragedy exactly. from a different point of view. Exactly. And that's what so. makes it, like, so we've talked about this before with true crime, too. There's a thousand true crime podcasts but they could all cover the same case, and you'd still want to listen to all of them because they're all from different points of view. And they, and because they're from different points of view, they'll bring up different mm-hmm. topics or mm-hmm. different facts that maybe you didn't hear or weren't aware of on previous. Yep, because no one can cover anything exhaustively. So, no, yeah, impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was fun. Yes. So this is our holiday or Christmas, because this is actually coming out on Christmas Day, but to those who do and do not celebrate, um, mini-sode, we were supposed to bring you a very special All Bad Things collaboration with Rachel from Yours and Murder, but this Rachel from All Bad Things (laughs) um, happened to get very, very sick (laughs) the day we were supposed to record. And couldn't speak above this, if you can hear me. (laughs) Yes, this is about as loud as I could speak, as I could speak. Also, it was my birthday, Mm -hmm. and that really sucked. Yes, it did. That I basically, the worst of it was 24 hours, and it was the exact 24 hours of my birthday. Yes, it was. I'll remember this birthday for a while. Not very fondly. (laughs) But... Fortunately, Rachel, again, from Yours and Murder, multiple Rachels here to keep track of. Um, keep your Rachels all squared. Yes. We, well, we should start doing the elementary school thing. She, I'm Rachel M. She's Rachel H. So <laughs> Rachel H. Um, was very sweet and is totally up for recording this week. So for um, our New Year's episode, we should have our brilliant collaboration. It should be super fun and entertaining, I think. Yes. <laughs> it's a, It'll be a very interesting topic. Yes, it will. Yes. Um, so keep your eye out for that. But yeah, we're going kind of short-ish today because um, a version of this is also going to be featured on um, Murder Under the Midnight Sun um, because Ariel asked uh, 
a bunch of us potters, pod people. Pod people. Pod people. Um, if we wanted to contribute to her Christmas episode, and that was really nice of her. So we're just um, would adding more inane banter to fill out. <laughs> don't give word. it. A, don't give it away. <laughs> what we're trying to do. Our inane banter. Yes. Yeah. We got a review from somebody who said that. And uh, we got our first three star review. Yeah. But which, you know which, what? Hey, it's still yeah. three stars. Yeah. And you know, you can be honest. It's yeah. okay. We understand we, we banter inanely, but we're also doing this for fun. So we're okay with that. Yeah. Absolutely. If, if, if everyone gave us five stars, we'd be doing something wrong. Because we would almost be too like mainstream yeah. or too vanilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. If, some people don't like it. That's mm-hmm. completely fine. Mm-hmm. Like I said in the, from the get-go, if 10 people a week listen, mm-hmm. this is just fun. I saw that some monsters gave the dollop less than five stars, and it's like, okay, <laughs> clearly there are really <laughs> stupid people out there because they are freaking hilarious. So, so yeah. Not everyone has the same tastes. Right. Um, so, yes, we will... Um, be on Murder Under the Midnight Sun, and you should listen to Murder Under the Midnight Sun regardless of whether we're on it, because it's a great podcast, especially for true crime fans. Um, but for anyone, because it's just just a cool one. Also, uh, just a couple other shout-outs to our pod family. Our Pottern family is the hashtag on Twitter, which is super funny. <laughs> um, I'm glad I missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jen and Lindsay from Corpus Delecti, who have always been very, very nice to us. Um, Southern Mysteries podcast, who um, we're doing a promo swap with, so that's very nice of them. And um, another shout out to our boy um, Akshay from, I don't know what that little hand symbol is. What? what? (laughs) Nobody can see it. Thank thank God. I don't know what that was. Um, Akshay from Blood on the Rocks. who the last episode I listened to, um, I was like, oh, I get it. Like, we have a common thread with him because he starts his podcasts with his guests describing what they're drinking. So oh, I'm like, yes. oh, we have something in common. So I guess I should go ahead. You shouldn't say anything. Shameless plug. Yeah. You shouldn't say anything about oh, what I'm, you're drinking. I'm going to. Yeah, well. I am drinking, uh, so burial beer out of Asheville is one of my favorites. In North Carolina, and I am trying, this is a new one for me, the Skull Saw, which has some brilliant artwork. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, it's really cool and yeah. also very macabre. Yes, which was which is Burial's trend. Yes, in their, in their well, they are called Burial. Yes, they are. Aren't they located on like an old burial ground? And that's what, or Slaughterhouse. It's a Slaughterhouse. Is that what I it was? Recall. I feel I, like somebody told I us don't that. remember. Um, correct us if we're wrong, anyone who knows burial. Um, but it's a porter with North Carolina sweet potatoes. It is good. Would you like to try it? I would, actually. I have not had this. I was asking David, not you, listener. I would pass it through the microphone if I could. Uh, not bad, eh? Would you like to try my Miller Lite? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Your swill water. My national local beer. Yes, yes. This you can get literally anywhere. <laughs> Probably on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to, um, one of our besties, Brooke, our loyal fan, and also Sarah Q. We heard from Sarah Q again. Sarah Q. Sarah Q. The Orthodox Jew. (laughs) Going to NYU. Going to NYU. 
Well, so she said she is an atheist, for the record, but oh. she was raised oh, in an okay. Orthodox Jewish family, I believe. And she can definitely um, correct me if I'm wrong. So let me see. Dee, 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 dee. There we go. Okay. So she said, um, so remember at the, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire episode that you researched last week? Yes, I do remember. Mm-hmm. She, <laughs> <laughs> she said that washing, so, so that this, the location of that fire was more or less. It was, um, it was on the corner of Green Street and Washington Place in Manhattan. Near Washington. Across from Washington Square Park. Okay. So she said that that's um, in Greenwich Village, Washington yeah. Square Park. Well, it also said so, it's one of the richest neighborhoods still and then in Manhattan. So if it's Greenwich Village, then yeah. Okay. That's a pretty, that's a pretty wealthy neighborhood. Gotcha. So that's, um, uh, that's, that's if we we're sort of trying to figure out where it was, that's where it is. Um, she also said, she's like, if I remember correctly, part of the irony of the fire, this the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, is that the doors were locked because the owners did not want their workers to go outside for a smoke break. And as we know, the cause was somebody stayed inside for their smoke break and extinguished a cigarette. That was the likely cause. That was the likely cause, yeah. So if both of those things are accurate, it's... Yeah. It is pretty ironic. Because they, they did have a no-smoking policy on the factory floor, which was mm-hmm. the top three floors. But, mm-hmm. you know, people would sneak cigarettes here and there and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready for today's I, topic? I am. I'm excited. So this is, this, yeah. is a, this is a different format. It is us. a different. It's going to be a little different. First of all, going to be shorter. Um, not after our name banter, perhaps, but <laughs> the story itself. It's also... Going to be, it's not a typical disaster in that it actually has um, motives or causes that we typically don't cover. It it was likely terrorism, okay. which we don't cover we do generally because it's a crime, right? But um, so the the request for um, the contribution to uh, Murder Under the Midnight Sun was something sort of with a happy ending. Kind of a little more hopeful. <laughs> and we're a disaster podcast. so Something you don't normally get <laughs> yeah. if you've listened to <laughs> oh any of our episodes. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but remember when we did the Corpus Delecti yes. um, uh, Halloween mini-sode yeah. too? The Halloween-y-sode. Halloween-y-sode, yes. That was about a like a stand your ground sort of shooting. So that, that was, was about that was about a foreign exchange student getting shot. Yes. And so, killed. So that was outside our norm too. <laughs> like a, a perfect welcome to America. <laughs> right. So I kinda feel like we can sort of stretch the bounds when it's like what a mini sode or one of you know, like a guest sode. Guest sode? Sure. Yeah. We'll go with that. Sure. Um so <laughs> apologies for sniffling. Still getting over this cold. So anyway this is um, going to be a a bit of a downer, but with an upside. But yeah, so it's not going to be like a, the most wonderful, heartwarming story in the world. But it'll be sort of like a triumph of the human spirit, but more realistic. It'll be like an erectile dysfunction commercial. How so? Well, it'll start down and then it'll go up. <laughs> 
sorry. That's the only thing I could think we of. We do have <laughs> a drum set in the other room. Do you want to record a rim shot so that we yes, can? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. And a solo. <laughs> so this is The Fall of Vesna Vlovich. Is that a person or a place? Let's find out. All right. Okay. So on January 26th, 1972. I was not yet born. Mm-mm. Nor was I. Neither was Trina. No. My sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should we name everyone who wasn't born? <laughs> Vesna Volovich fell 33,330 feet, or 10,160 meters, and survived, making her the Guinness World Record holder of surviving the highest fall without a parachute. Oh. She okay. fell that far with no parachute. Um, holy shit. Mm-hmm. You said 33,000 feet? Yes, uh, or 10,000, like roughly 10,000 meters. So that's meters. roughly that's just over five miles if I'm doing my, uh... Yeah, yeah, something like that. She mm-hmm. fell from five miles in yep. the sky. And lived. Without a parachute. And lived. And lived. Is she alive still? No. Okay. She's not, Well, but we'll get to that. Drink. Shut Um, all right. So... That's fucking badass. It, it is. <laughs> well, and that's shit. the... This is more of a gritty badass <laughs> Talk story. Talk about a record you don't want to have, but hey. Right? <laughs> this is definitely more of a gritty badass story than it is like a happy, warm Hallmark movie story. So, yeah. It's But it starts out like the, the sappy Hallmark movie. No, it starts out bad. Oh, okay. Just, just... I thought that was a starts Hallmark out like movie. a disaster. Oh, well, wait, that's the entire thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, not just how it starts. <laughs> the middle, the crescendo, the everything. On So on January 26, 1972, JAT Yugoslav Airlines, flight 367, so Yugoslavia, it's still USSR. This is 72 after all. Um, took off at 1.30 p.m. from Stockholm, Arlanda Airport, and landed an hour later in Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, its final destination was Belgrade, which is in modern-day um, Serbia, but was then part of Yugoslavia. Yes. So lots of geography that morphed over the years in that area. Um, the flight then took off again. At 3.15 p.m. Remember, it wasn't at its final destination yet. Um, At 4.01 p.m., an explosion erupted through the baggage compartment of the DC-9. It tore the plane in two pieces. Oh, Jesus. And plummeted to the ground in and around the Czechoslovakian village of (laughs) Srpska Kamenishka. Yes. Huh. Absolutely. Yes. I have no idea. Srpska Kamenica. How many vowels were in that? Um, in <laughs> Srpska, there's only one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Kamenica, there's three. Oh, okay. It's mostly consonants, honestly. So the most accepted reason for this explosion is that it was an act of terrorism, a bomb. Um, a homemade yeah, bomb, specifically. Explode for no reason no. all of a sudden. Um, so, Jesus. Like, likely or possibly at least in a briefcase that was uh, placed in the forward cargo area of the plane by a Croatian terrorist. Um, and then it went off during the flight, was set to go off during the flight. 
There were well, at the time. Wouldn't uh, that have been a Yugoslavian terrorist, not a Croatian one? Because I don't. I don't know. I know that Serbia, well, Serbia was part. Serbia and Croatia are what came out of Yugoslavia. I don't know. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I okay. Why don't you tell us the entire history of Croatia? No, I just know that part. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, anyway, let's keep going. So there are conspiracy theories that allege that the plane was actually mistakenly shot down by Czechoslovakian Air Force. Okay. Um, Not good. No. But as with some other topics we've discussed, like the Dyatlov Pass incident... This was in the days of the USSR, so while I would normally not give a lot of credence to conspiracy theories, I'm, I would like to at least acknowledge that there is this theory out there because it may have been more likely to have been a cover-up back in that time in that ge- geographical location. Yeah. So, anyway. At that time, it was all state news, so well, yeah, they were going to tell you whatever they were going to tell mm-hmm. you. So, regardless, the plane broke up over Czechoslovakia. There were 28 people on board, and they all died, except Except. for the lone survivor, a flight attendant. I was just going to say that's probably who it is. A flight attendant named Vesna Volovich. So Vesna Volovich was born on January 3rd, 1950, so she was 22. She had just turned 22 at the time of this uh, wreck. She was born in Belgrade, in modern-day Serbia, and she was a huge Beatles fan. Because, oh. yeah, I mean, she would have been, like, 14 when they were huge, at least in the U.S. So That's, That is true. Mm-hmm. So she was such a big fan that she went to the U.K. after her first year of college so she could improve her English. Because okay. she was kind of an Anglophile because sure. of it. Sure. When she got back home, she decided to become a flight attendant because a friend of hers was one, and she liked the idea of being able to go back to London for a day here and there. So she was kind of smitten with London Yeah, in on general. the house and get... Yeah. Huh? Get, well, it's part and, of the job. Well, and mm-hmm. get paid for it. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, I go, I'll, I'll, I'll hitch on to that, to that London flight, help out. Yeah. So she joined JAT Airways, which was Yugoslavia's biggest airline, the year before the wreck, 1971. So according to Volovich, she wasn't even supposed to be on flight 367. Oh. One of those, right? Yep. So she said that JAT mistook her for another flight attendant with the same first name. So another Vesna. Anyway, she and the rest of her flight crew boarded when the plane touched down in Copenhagen. So the original flight crew that went from uh, Stockholm to Copenhagen um, disembarked and a different crew came on. And she was part of that crew, which she wasn't even supposed to be a part of. So anyway... At the time of the explosion, the plane was an estimated, like, 10,000 meters, roughly 33,000 feet in the air. That's crazy. The wreckage of the plane and all of its occupants fell that distance, including Vesna. She was found by a villager in Srpska Kamenishka. Um, this guy was named Bruno Honk, or Honky, or Honke, <laughs> something. It's Honk with an E at the end. Okay. Bruno Honke. That's what I'll sure, call him. Sure, there you yeah. go. Uh, who heard her screaming. Oh, my God. He found her badly injured and bloody within the wreckage and called for help. He had been a medic during World War II. 
and was able to tend to her, keep her alive until help arrived. And she was taken to a hospital in Prague. You know what that reminds me of? What's that? Well, think about it. Uh, something terrible happened, but there was somebody who was a medic in a previous war who came to, rushed immediately to help out. That reminds me of that guy, the the goalie who got his neck slashed by oh, the, okay. um, yeah. the skate. And it was a Vietnam medic yes. who was um, a medic for the team. He was the team uh, team trainer. Team trainer. Yes. Okay. So, yes, um, people who have been, like, have experience with being, like, battlefield medics obviously have a lot of very important applications. Yeah, people in, who have experience in combat are useful in many other ways. Many situations, yes. So, Vesna was in a coma for 10 days following the crash, which, if you think about it, was probably for the best. It's amazing she's alive. She's alive. She is still alive, right? <laughs> Falling five to six miles from the sky. Like five miles, yeah. Holy Christ. She had sustained brain damage. Sure. A fractured skull. Yeah. Two broken legs. Yep. Two broken vertebrae. I'm sure. One crushed vertebra. A pelvic fracture and broken ribs. So lots of broken stuff. Lots of brokenness. Yes. And brain damage, not to a, um, like, you know, now she's not functional standpoint. Just did, she she had a skull fracture. So. Yeah, just just a little uh, just a little knock on the head. But you know what's amazing? From 33,000 feet. Because no one would want that list of injuries. That's horrible. No. But you know what's amazing? She had no lacerated spleen. She wasn't paralyzed. No, well, we'll get or to was that. Or she? Oh, um, okay. She had no lacerated spleen, no, like, liver puncture, her vitals, no lung puncture. Her vital, vitals were still... Her organs yeah. hadn't been... That, which is like amazing. Immediately punctured or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was temporarily paralyzed below the waist. Okay. Um, and she I had and she had complete amnesia for a month. I believe that as well. Which again was maybe not such a bad thing. So eventually, as her memory recovered, uh, Vesna said the last thing she remembered was passengers boarding the plane. That was it. Okay. And then the next thing she remembered... It's best that she doesn't remember anything. Yes. The next thing she remembered was seeing her parents in the hospital a month later. Yeah, that's a good time to have amnesia. Yes. Yes. Have amnesia for all of that time. Yes. Yes, that that was a very good thing. Which might have been like a defense mechanism that our body has and just like five people in the world are ever going to find out what it is. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Mm. I'm going to shut off your brain for a month. Let's just... Shut down here. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to we're experience gonna, this. We're gonna we're gonna reboot. Yeah. In a little little while. Yeah. <laughs> Loading yes. pinwheel. Once, pinwheel. Once this all <laughs> washes over. Yeah. So she stayed in the hospital in Prague until March twelfth. So like six seven weeks, and then was flown to Belgrade. Um, if I was her, well, she doesn't remember. I was gonna say if I was her, I would fly? never get on a. But she has no. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No recollection. Exactly. They offered to put. Put her out for the flight, like drug her for the flight, and she was like, "No, like, I have no problem flying." So she never had a problem flying. I've always walked away from a flight, <laughs> right? Even from thirty-three thousand feet in the sky. Yeah. So she stayed in the hospital in Belgrade until June, when she left for Montenegro to recuperate at a seaside resort. Good. That sounds awesome, and she obviously a hundred percent deserved 
any and all awesomeness in life from here on out, obviously. I kind of feel like if someone survives something like, I mean, anyone, but especially like she fell from 33,000 She literally fell miles from the sky. And survived. I kind of feel like the rest of humanity should just be like, do whatever you want. It's on us. We're going to give you a pass for the rest of your life. Just go wherever you want. Do whatever you want. We'll foot the bill for it. Sit in a chair uh, by the beach if you feel like it. Be a world traveler. (laughs) um, Start your own business. uh, You know, eat, drink, and be merry. Whatever you feel like doing. We'll we'll cover you. Yeah. Yeah. So her long-term prognosis was not very good initially, obviously, but within 10 months of her fall, she was able to completely regain her... her, Of her fall. Well, it was technically a fall. I mean, not a slip and fall. (laughs) She fell out of a collapse or an exploding airplane. Not falling off a ladder, per se. No. Like I said, not a slip and fall. Yeah, I guess that does kind of make it sound ridiculous. From her with, from her epic descent. <laughs> yes. Is, I think that's what I All would right. call it. Within 10 months of her epic descent, yes. Vesna was able to completely regain her ability to walk. So she that's, even... That's unreal. Isn't it? Um, she did have a permanent limp. Her spine had been permanently damaged. Um, she said she owed her recovery to, quote, Serbian stubbornness. Yeah, I'll bet. So... Um, and she t- returned to work at JAT. <laughs> well, she had to go, you know, catch the Beatles at some point. Mm-hmm. That well, was kind of the whole reason she was she was working there. Here's what kind of sucked for her. Did she ever see the Beatles? Please tell me she did. We're going to get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. So she wanted to remain a flight attendant, and JAT was like, no, you're staying on desk duty for the rest of your career. Well, I mean, she had physical... She did have physical problems. Yeah. I mean, so I, I get it. I, no mental ones that we know of because she it's, doesn't remember anything. Right? So it's... I kind of feel like JAT should have been like, sure, whatever. Like, even if they just had her be like an extra person and flew her around anywhere she wanted. Or just like to <laughs> sit in like the very nicest chair in yes. first class. Yes. Just and to kind of oversee things. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm going to... Like, make a new gonna, position I'm for gonna her. I'm going to judge the other <laughs> stewards on right? the flight. Right? Whatever. So Whatever she wants to do. Yes, basically, whatever she wants to do. So, air safety officials investigated, obviously, the whole crash, but also how in the world she was able to survive <laughs> 33,000 plus feet of a, uh, uh, what did you call it? An epic... An epic descent. Epic descent. <laughs> So they eventually hypothesized that she had been trapped by a food cart. So, like, a trolley, a food cart, had, like, slammed sure. up against her during the um, the explosion. And so she was stuck in the fuselage, which had separated from the rest of the aircraft at the time of the explosion. Everyone else, and this is, so this is where we're going to... We're going to get a little bit morbid right, again. Right, see where this is going. Everyone else had been sucked from the plane. Sure. When the cabin depressurized and fell and died. Basically yeah. is how they died. Um, but Vesna was trapped. Because she so was she pinned up against something. She was something. pinned up. 
by the by the descent and this cart, so she couldn't get sucked out. Sure, it actually kept her inside the fuselage, and that she landed. The hypo- the hypothesis was anyway that she landed in the fuselage at an angle in the snow of a mountain that quote unquote cushioned her fall. I mean, it was still obviously a huge impact, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but comparatively to just splat, like it was sure. something. Yeah. Um. But Vesna actually herself disregarded this theory. She said that Bruno, I'll just call him Bruno, who found her, um, told her she was in the middle part of the plane, not the fuselage. So, again, murky records, it was a long time ago. I mean, all that stuff could have, and most likely when it hit the ground... All yeah, rearranged itself. Yeah, and maybe. So. Although she says that Bruno agreed that um, she was pinned by a cart when he found her. So yeah, either way, she's badass. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, her doctors also theorized. So she had a history of low blood pressure, which she hid from the airline because she really wasn't like it would have screened her out of being a flight attendant. But before her physical screening to become a flight attendant, she drank a whole bunch of coffee to get her heart rate up. Uh. So she kind of, you know, got around that a little bit. But the doctor theorized that the hist- her history of low blood pressure made her pass out, like, right away, which protected her heart, which they said basically would have exploded yeah. first uh, yeah. if she had fallen with it, with herself still awake. So it was sort of like a perfect storm of favorable conditions for her under that circumstance. Perfect so. storm of something you could never recreate. No. And if you made it up, which these are just theories. It's not necessarily made up. Right. But there, nobody really knows. Yeah, not ultimately. But if you did try to make up something like this, it'd be the dumbest thing anybody has ever tried to sell you on. Yeah. <laughs> so... We'll get now. Here's a little bit of a downer, just a little bit. We'll end on a high note. But so the rest of Vesna's life was unfortunately not just like raindrops on roses and happy all the time. Um, it was a little mixed. Uh, she was married in 1977, but she had an ectopic pregnancy, which so um, normally during a during a healthy pregnancy or whatever the the embryo implants in the uterus which is where the baby is supposed to grow the sorry the fetus is supposed to grow but um in an ectopic pregnancy the embryo implants in the fallopian tube which is way too tiny to support any growing thing and is not supposed to sound good yeah it can be life-threatening and it was in her case and she almost died yeah from it and i'm gonna guess Maybe a part of the reason that happened is because her body was a little jarred anyway. Who she knows? Fell from Who six knows? miles in the sky. Who knows? But so she survived a thirty-three thousand mile, sorry, thirty-three thousand foot epic descent. Yes. And then almost died from an ectopic pregnancy, and then she couldn't have kids. Sure. As a result, yeah. So. Um, or probably shouldn't have had kids. No, she couldn't. Like oh, okay. it, it. I, I okay. don't know if that means that they had to remove organs or what. But anyway, um, she was fired from JAT, oh, no. which you would think she would what? have a life. But here's why: she um, she took Did part. She plan a terrorist attack? No, but she took part in anti-government protests. 
Which um, is probably how they viewed it as a terrorist attack. spoke out against a Serbian politician. Uh, yeah. Like I said, you'd think she would have been granted, like, a pass forever to work at JT, but, I mean, we are talking about, like, yeah, Eastern... USSR. Yeah, Eastern Europe. Eastern and Bloc. US, yes, exactly. She was very politically active during the 90s. So she could have just, like, relaxed, and but she she was still standing up for what she thought was right. What is anybody going to ever say to her? <laughs> right? Like a, like a, like a, oh, I'm a black belt. I was trained by Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I fell from 33,000 feet in the sky. <laughs> and, lived, and lived. Obviously. And I'm still here. <laughs> Yeah, You're, you did train with who again? Yeah, what 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 badass thing did you do? <laughs> yeah, like you will never will compare. You will never be able to one no. up this lady. No, but no, I, I'm gonna also guess, and maybe you'll get into that. Mm-hmm. that maybe a lot of people didn't know about it. Well, she was a little bit of a celebrity, at least in she she held the Guinness World Record. You know the whole bit. Um, and and she was she was kind of well known in the in like in Eastern Europe. Because it was sure. such an amazing story. But I, story. I, I meant to say, maybe it's, it's probably not something that she gloated about. No. Like, brought up. People no. probably just knew. No. Oh, that's the lady that fell from five miles in the sky. No, she almost definitely did not gloat because she actually struggled with survivor's guilt. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, that's right, she was the only one. Yes. Uh, she also, she turned down a lot of requests for interviews. Very famously, she turned down Oprah. Oh. For uh, an interview. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Is, isn't that the prop. title of her magazine? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Another shameless plug. Yeah. And, um... Please don't sue us, <laughs> And Vesna died from heart problems on December 23rd, 2016. So just... Oh, my God. We're, we're recording on the 22nd. Second, so yes. a year ago tomorrow. No kidding. Yeah. So, so yes, she lived to be she made 66 it 44 years old. years after that. She did. Wow. She made it 44 years past her epic descent. Past falling um, 33,000 feet. Yes. That's insane. All right, now let's get back on the upswing. Yes. Um, so, Vesna Velovich was deca- declared the world record sur- for surviving the highest fall without a parachute by the Guinness Book of World Records in 1985. Paul McCartney presented the recognition to her no shit. at a gala in London. Awesome. Yeah. She so deserved. She, well, she deserved. She deserved a where private. Where we're, we're George and she, Ringo. She deserved, she deserved, well. An that's audience right. with. That's right, because this was in 85 when yeah, she got this. London wasn't alive. I was going to say, I was thinking, you know, I cruelly was going to say, dig up George and John. But at this oh. time, you only had to dig up John. Yeah, George wasn't dead Put yet. John's casket on the stage, and <laughs> I want the four of you, the four of you, in quotations, right? to perform. <laughs> if John falls out of the coffin, I'll consider that like a bow. At worst, Yoko could fill in for John. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> she would not have deserved that. No, she wouldn't have. So maybe it's for the best that it was just Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Paul at least, like, serenaded her or right? something, like, right? brought his guitar. Yeah. So, Vesna said her survival turned her into an optimist. Yeah. She, she said, quote, if you can survive what I survived, you can survive anything. Not necessarily. <laughs> I mean. That was supposed then, to be our happy ending. You literally just ruined our happy ending. I know, but, but uh, thinking about that for like two seconds, I was like, yeah, that's not really true. 
I'm sure she didn't mean it literally. <laughs> she meant it as like a nice as spiriting a ch- encouragement. Probably as a well, physical and I'm sure mental challenge. She yes. said she had survivor yes. survivor's guilt. Yeah. So I'm sure she meant it like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but her being the only recorded person to fall from 33,000 feet and live, that's a bit of a stretch. Well, be like, oh, did. you can survive anything. An explosion in a car. So I pictured <laughs> that last quote at the end of my research as being like this, oh, well, there's the heartwarming part of this. And you just literally ruined it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, ru- I ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> That, that is part of my, my job as a ride jet expert. <laughs> yes. To, uh, to ruin things. <laughs> In our inane banter. <laughs> yes. So I actually first heard of this, um, this case, the, like, the fact that she was a world record holder, from this little book that I had. Do you know who Donald J. Sobel is? Mm-mm. He wrote the Encyclopedia Brown books. Did you ever read any I, of those? I know, I know okay. what those are. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, he wrote some other things like 60 I, I, Second Mysteries and stuff like that. I think I read some of those in grade school. Okay. I yeah, they, so. came, they came out in like the 80s, yeah. early 90s, something like that. Um, but he wrote, I, he wrote a book, I think it was something like... Um, amazing stories, you know, and it included the story of Vesna Volovich, but like really watered down, just basically like that she survived a really big fall. And I remember there was a, an illustration of just this lady in a little uniform, kind of like, ah, on the ground, like not pelvic fracture yeah. legs and stuff Hips like that. Hips are out of line. Yeah. So I... Bleeding from the skull and freaking. When I was trying to find something like a good survivor story, I was like, I would really like to hear more about the reality of her, you know, her life and how she survived and everything. And so that's what kind of spurred me on to do her story. So it's our first uh, specific survivor story, you know? Yes. Because yes, we covered, well, we, we rarely We've covered cover survivors, you know? But it's been. It hasn't been a part of the overall story. Yeah, Yeah, it's exactly, it's been that. Yeah. Yeah, so, so hopefully this uh, warmed the cockles of everybody's little hearts this holiday season. Hopefully you're not tuning into a disaster podcast on Christmas Day, but if you are. (laughs) Well, if you are, this one I'm going to title something like, it's a Christmas miracle or something. I don't know. You know, it's like a, like spiked eggnog. It's like, oh, that, that felt good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it well, it was a for little, a second. It was a little harsh at first. <laughs> yeah, I had to there get through harshness. I had to get through some stuff, but in the end, it was like, oh, so I like, like that better. So like burned going down and then warmed up in your tongue. Yeah, there yes. you go. Yeah. So that was the story of the epic descent of Vesna Volovich. And that was crazy. Yeah. And. I don't know how you could document another one of those or even try. Right. Ho- hopefully, well, I, I was going to say hopefully no one will have to go through that, but I guess that would be better than dying yes. in it. So, uh, I don't know. Here's hoping that... Uh, Merry Christmas, that's all. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Merry Christmas to everybody. <laughs> and to all a good night. This has, been a, this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.